0: Welcome to The Forge, the official podcast of Blacksmith Ministries. Podcasts have played a crucial role in the development of my spiritual life, and I pray these messages will do the same for you. My sincere desire is that these messages will awaken the passion for Jesus inside of you. Today's episode is titled Faith to Move Mountains. In morning prayer this morning, I went into the garage of my prayer room. It's a very special place for me. I was wearing a blue Florida Gators hat. It's a good time to be a Florida Gator. And on this uh, Florida Gator hat, there's a large orange F. And every time I see that orange F, I think of Faith. That always reminds me of Faith. I love this hat, even though my daughter's going to Alabama next week, Roll Tide. I'm still a Florida Gator fan at heart, and I'm a Roll Tide fan, Alabama Crimson Tide fan at the same time. I know it's hard to figure that you have two SEC teams that you like, but I root for them both. I don't dislike one for the other. Anyhow, way off topic. I'm in prayer this morning, and I'm thinking about faith. As I'm thinking about faith, I hear the Lord say to me, keep speaking to the mountain until it moves. I was like, oh, oh, oh." we're about to go on a faith journey. We're about to go on a word journey. That's exactly what happened and as I began to think about faith as I began to think about speaking to the mountain until it moves, these scriptures started flooding my mind. So we're going to go to the Bible. The first scripture that came to mind talking about speaking to the mountain until it moves was Matthew 17:20. Let me read it for you. Matthew 17:20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing shall be impossible to you. We could preach a hundred different ways, a hundred different angles, a hundred different perceptions on this one scripture, Matthew seventeen twenty. but the one thing that I want to highlight from this scripture about speaking to the mountain till it moves is we have to speak to this mountain jesus said you will say to this mountain not somebody else not our parents not our pastor not our best friend not my spouse not my boo not my bae wherever you are in your walk of life we have to speak to the mountain ourselves jesus said you will say to this mountain he didn't say somebody else with you and i'm not talking about having other people intercede for you, absolutely. But speaking to the mountain, faith speaks. We have to act when we hear the the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Something comes alive in our hearts, but we have to do something with it when faith comes and faith speaks. We have to say to this mountain, you have to move. Here's another thing that I've recognized about this scripture is we have to understand there's a mountain in front of us. We can't ignore it. We can't do the ostrich response and bury our heads in the sand and pretend that it's not there. We have to confront the mountain that's in front of us. We can't ignore it. We can't run from it. We can't hide from it. We can't put a pretty little bow on it and try to dress it up. No, there's a mountain in front of us that's keeping us from our destiny and our purpose and our calling in God. This mountain is trying to intimidate us. This mountain is trying to delay us. This mountain is trying to discourage us and disappoint us. I will never forget Pastor Chuck Crocker is one of my pastors in my life in Chester, Virginia. He would preach this until the cows came home, and we still need to hear it. Pastor Chuck Crocker would say, you will not change what you will not confront. And how many mountains are in our lives that are discouraging us, that are disappointing us, that are frustrating us, that are intimidating us, that we will not confront and we cry out to God, when is this mountain going to move? And Jesus is telling us in Matthew 7:20, if you believe, if you have faith, this faith will awaken a passion in your heart to believe me that I'm empowering you to speak to the mountain. You're going to speak to the mountain. You're going to speak to the mountain. You know, Jesus is the head of the body. The body's on the earth. It's our responsibility on the earth to speak to the mountains. Hallelujah. Well, I'm fired up about that. Faith speaks. We will not change what we will not confront, and we've got to confront the mountains in our lives. We've got to speak to the mountains in our lives. We've got to speak until they move. The second scripture that I want to give you, Matthew 21, 21, talking about speaking to our mountain until it moves Matthew twenty one twenty one. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. The element of this faith from this scripture for me, again, we could preach in a hundred different ways, and there's so many revelations. Don't you love the word of God? Because it's living and it's active, it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged or two-mouthed sword. And it's able to to pierce between the soul and the spirit. You can read a scripture and get a revelation of what it says. You can read it a year later and get an entirely different revelation. and, And those revelations aren't contrary to one another, it's just the revelation of God, the revelation of his word, it's just so deep and it keeps unfolding and it keeps unfolding. You know, even like Shrek, when he said about ogres, that ogres are like onions because they have layers. And every time you peel back a layer, there's another layer to be discovered. And there's an adventure of discovering God and who he is and And as we peel back these onions, as we peel back these layers, these revelations of his word, here is a revelation for today's message about faith and speak into mountains until they move from Matthew 21, is this element of faith is personal. Jesus had just rebuked a fig tree for not producing figs, even though it had leaves, indicating that it had fruit. And I've heard a message preached that Jesus rebuked the fig tree because it lacked fruit. And Hallelujah, that will preach. You know, He even said in Matthew's gospel that you shall know them by their fruit. And so, when somebody presents themselves of having fruit but having none, Jesus rebuked it. I've heard another message that He rebuked the fig tree because it claimed to have something that it didn't have. And I believe yes, they're absolutely true. That we've got to produce fruit. I mean, Jesus, the Son of the Living God, gave his life for me, and then I'm not going to produce anything out of it. That? That's preposterous. Here's what I believe yes, in both instances. Yes, Jesus rebuked the fig tree because it didn't produce fruit. Yes, Jesus rebuked the fig tree because it claimed to have something that didn't have. But I think here's another layer without taking away from either one of those revelations because they're 100% accurate and 100% true. I believe Jesus rebuked the fig tree because of the leaves. If we go back all the way to Genesis in chapter 3, where Adam and Eve disobeyed God by eating fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Genesis 3-7 records, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig trees together and made themselves coverings not to get off on a rabbit trail but where did what did they use to sew them together they didn't have like a sewing machine or needles i don't know sorry my poor attempted humor but it it was a, an attempt nonetheless so these fig leaves that adam and eve sewed together covered their private intimate parts of their body. This was their attempt to cover their shame, their guilt, their disobedience, and their nakedness. And Jesus rebuked the fig leaves of Matthew 21 that represented man's attempt to cover his own sin. He rebuked man's attempt to cover their own failure, their own mistakes. The fig leaves could even represent our own self-righteousness, that God, before they ate the apple, they were naked. God wasn't ashamed. Adam wasn't ashamed. Eve wasn't ashamed that they were walking around completely buck naked, and nobody was concerned about it. They disobeyed God by eating of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and their eyes were awakened. And then they recognized that they were naked. Well, they were naked before. They just didn't realize it because there was no shame involved. There was no fear. There was no guilt. There was no doubt until they disobeyed. Disobedience to God's words have consequences, man. And we, when we disobey God's word, things happen, and the things that happen are not good. And they realize that they've disobeyed God, and they realize that, oh, my gosh, I don't want people to see the real me. I don't want people to know that I'm disobedient. I don't want people to see my shame. I don't want to see. And all of these things, all of these thoughts start penetrating their mind about who they are. And even when God walks in the cool of the day in the garden looking for Adam, where are you? And they're hiding from God. And he said, why are you hiding And he said, I I heard you were coming, and we were naked. So we hid ourselves. And he's like, who told you that you were naked? When we disobey God, the voices that we hear, the thoughts that come of shame, of guilt, of doubt, of failure, of insecurity, man, they flood our minds. God asked him, who told you you were naked? That was the enemy speaking disobedience just opens us up to the enemy's voice. It opens the door, and this is what Jesus was rebuking in Matthew 21, the fig leaves. These leaves that Adam and Eve had tried to cover themselves with hiding from God opening themselves up to all of the accusations of enemy this is what jesus was rebuking these fig leaves represented their own personal sin their own personal struggle their own personal disobedience and all of the feelings and thoughts of accusation that come with it it's so personal there are personal fig leaves in our lives that we've got to deal with In the same breath that Jesus rebuked the fig leaves, he said, What was done to the fig tree. But also, if you say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. What he's saying here in this instance, the same thing, the same personal mountain, the same personal fig tree, you have the power through faith in me to move it out of your life. It's very personal. Each one of us have a personal sin that we've struggled with. I dealt with the sin of lust for 21 years and it could not be moved out of my life. But thank God, on August 30th, 2009, in obedience, in obedience to his word to get baptized again, that sin cycle broke. There are, and people may not be dealing with the sin of lust, they could be dealing with something else. It could be pornography, it could be addiction, it could be self-esteem a lack of self-esteem a lack of identity a hundred different things but we all have a mountain that's standing in front of us that's saying you can't go further you're not worthy you're not worth it you're not going to make it you're not good enough there's a mountain in our lives each one of us have it and this is what Jesus is saying in Matthew 21 that mountain Whatever that mountain is for you, whether it's addiction, whether it's pornography or whatever else it is, you, through faith in Jesus, you can say to that mountain, just like he said to me in August 30th, 2009, if you obey my word, you can say to this mountain, be removed and it will move. Hallelujah. Well, I'm fired up. I am super fired up about this. This morning, I'm just fresh up and this happened five hours ago. In the prayer closet about keep speaking to the mountain till it moves. Sometimes we get so frustrated in our Christian walk that we ask God and we're crying out to God and we're praying and we're speaking to the mountain and it doesn't move. It doesn't move for the first time and so we just give up and quit. And so I want to talk about this last scripture here in Luke chapter 18 verses 1 through 7. And for time's sake I won't read it, but there's a parable that Jesus teaches in here in Luke chapter 18 about an unjust judge of a certain city. And in this parable, Jesus teaches us to pray and to never give up. So in the parable, there's a certain city. There's a judge who does not fear God, and he doesn't care about, he doesn't regard man. He doesn't care about anybody else but himself. And there was a certain widow, doesn't name her, but I think it's funny that it's a widow. It's a woman who is not named that's coming to this judge and she's asking for justice against her enemy, against her person that's accusing her. Give me justice. And initially the judge wouldn't do it. But after some time, the judge said that he would give her justice because he of her continually coming to him and asking for justice. The scripture says that the judge would be weary by her continual coming, her continual asking, give me justice against my enemy, give me justice, give me justice. And the whole parable is to say, if we ask, it will happen if we don't quit. How much more will our Father in heaven, who is the judge, He is a righteous judge. He's not crooked, and he's not wicked like this certain judge in this parable is presented. And he's certainly not like this judge in the parable because he cares. He cares so much that he would even send his own son to die in our place for the punishment of sin. So our Father is a just judge, and he cares. How much more will he give us what we ask for if we continue to ask him? This unrighteous judge gave a widow something because she wouldn't stop and this stop asking and this judge was wicked and corrupt but our Father who is holy and he is perfect he will give us what we ask if we don't quit asking and we can apply this principle of don't stop asking to speak into the mountain don't stop speaking to the mountain keep speaking to your mountain you have to speak you have to use your tongue you are empowered through faith in jesus to speak to your mountain whatever that mountain is if that mountain is poverty If it's guilt, if it's shame, if it's regret, whatever it is, Jesus is empowering you to speak to that mountain. And the last thing in Luke chapter 18 is he's telling us, don't stop. Whatever you do, don't stop speaking to that mountain. That mountain is trying to intimidate you. It's trying to keep you from your purpose and your calling and your destiny in God. Keep speaking to that mountain and watch him do it. Hallelujah. I've done. Preach myself happy. Let me pray for you as we conclude this message, Father. I thank you for your sons and daughters. We are sons of God, sons and daughters of God through faith in Jesus. Father, I thank you for your sons and daughters, and I pray this message inspires and encourages a faith to speak to their mountain, to acknowledge it, and not run from it, and not hide from it, and not ignore it, but to confront it and that they can speak to it over and over and over again until it moves. Father, I pray blessings on every single person that's heard this podcast today. In Jesus' name. I pray this message blesses you. God bless.